Welcome back to Colombo and Katie on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. Tony Colombo here in studio with my partner Katie Fitzpatrick. Big thank you to Ken Williams from the Vic Porcelli Show for doing a couple. He put in a little overtime with us in that last hour and uh, got to some uh, really great conversations. Also got the weekend forecast from Kristen Cornett at uh, Channel 4 if you missed any of that and just want to make sure that you never miss anything that happens here on the show. Make sure you are subscribed to the Columbo and Katie podcast because we put the show out as a podcast right after we get off the air every day and we put it on every podcast platform so you never miss anything that happens here on the show, uh, including the great uh, guests that we have, like the one that we have back on the line with us now, the state auditor for the state of Missouri, Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick, joins us. Uh, Mr. Auditor, thanks as always for your time this afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? I, doing we're doing great. doing good. Um, you know, it's been a, it's been a tough week for Republicans in the state of Missouri. There's been a lot of a uh, lot of contention, uh, and uh, you know, it's not standing up for what you believe in and and doing your job is not necessarily a bad thing. But it has been it's been a pretty dramatic week for the uh, for the Republican Party in the in the state of Missouri uh, uh, this these past few days. Uh, I definitely want to get into some of the specific issues uh, that I know that you're focused on right now. But just overall, with this legislative session getting started, and you, I know you're not in you know in the in the uh, legislative body, but uh, this obviously affects not only elected officials but voters across the state of Missouri. So, um, what are your what are your thoughts about uh, the current state of where we're at here in Missouri. Well, yeah, I mean, it's obviously the legislative situation is really difficult and it's been trending, been trending towards this for the last several years mm-hmm. where the, and particularly the, the state Senate has just become unable to function. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and really, I mean, I'm concerned about them even getting a, a budget passed, which is, you know, the one, I mean, there's a lot of things that we should do, and there's a lot of things that you know conservatives we all want to do, but there's one thing we absolutely have to do, and that's pass a budget. The Constitution, you know, requires that that there be appropriations for state government to exist and operate. And at the at the current rate of uh, progress that they're they're making over there, I don't see how they're even going to get that done. So um, it's it's definitely concerning. You, nobody took your parking spot away, did they? <laughs> we hope not, Mr. Auditor. We, we, we actually, we lost one a year ago. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, we, we lost, when, when we did, when I moved from the treasurer's office to the auditor's office, they took one, took one away to give them, uh, to give more uh, parking for senators. And so I'm, I'm not sure. You know, well, I think some of those spots are available again. Right now, I yeah. want to try to grab one back. I'll get my spot back. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man, it's getting tougher and tougher to park there in uh, in the state capitol. Um, again, really appreciate you being here. We talked to the Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft earlier this week on the show, and I know that uh, you you put out a um, uh, an audit, a report earlier this week that uh, involved the the Secretary and there's been some uh, um, uh, pushback from from his office uh, about your report, specifically in two areas. And I wanted to talk first about the the ERIC systems, the electronic voting machines uh, that uh, the Secretary of State has has pulled out of of our elections here in the state of Missouri. And that was something that um, uh, that in your report you said was uh, not the right thing to do for voter security. Can you explain that situation? Well, the, the report did not 
did not make a conclusion about the propriety of withdrawing from Eric. Um, I, I said when we released the audit that I understand why, why Jay Ashcroft wanted to withdraw the state from Eric. What the report said was that, you know, number one, the, the membership of Eric was predicated on the local election authorities requesting it. So there was a unanimous resolution passed by the county clerks and the election boards uh, of the state asking the state to join Eric back when they did join. And, you know, they were receiving these reports from Eric, and I understand that there were other issues with Eric unrelated to the reports they were receiving. But, you know, the, the state received reports from Eric that, that identified potentially se- over 700,000 duplicate registered voters and over 21,000 voters who were registered here that were dead. Mm-hmm. And the finding was essentially that the decision to withdraw from Eric while they were fully within their authority to make that decision was made without any consultation with those election authorities that are actually responsible for maintaining the voter registration databases for the state. And when they withdrew, at least at the time of the audit, there was, you know, the, the office wasn't able to demonstrate that they had actually replaced uh, the data that they were receiving from Eric by getting it from another source. And as a result yeah. of that, the finding was that, hey, they withdrew from Eric, they did so, you know, without talking to the LEAs and, and have not yet been able to replace the data they've gotten. And that was the finding. And, and, you know, they can obviously, like I said, have the, the authority to make the decision whether or not they want to be a member of it. But people deserve to know, you know, the, the background behind that. When we talk about Eric, can you explain the benefits of having something that checks voter registration in several states? Can you explain why this is an important function for Missouri? Sure. And, and, you know, I mean, it's obviously we, we, Missouri has eight, eight states to border it. I mean, more than more than any other state. And, you know, when you have people that move across state lines uh, and register in their new home, uh, you can have whether they're moving to Missouri or from Missouri and they register to vote in a, in a new state, then you could have um, you, you could have essentially somebody who has the ability to vote in both states, right? Mm-hmm. If they if they don't cancel their voter registration and the one they moved from, and that's the benefit of, of having that consortium that you can compare voter registration databases so that you can identify, hey, is there how many people do we have that are registered in our state and in another state? That was the primary benefit, and then you know the death information. They were getting information from the social, uh, Eric was getting information from the social security administration that the states, uh, were not yet able to receive from the social security administration on their own. And that information was shared and was used to identify, like I said, over 21,000 dead voters mm-hmm. from those reports. So that, that was the benefit that was being provided. I understand there were other issues with Eric, but when, the decision withdrawal was made. They just had not come up with a plan to replace those benefits that they were receiving. Yeah, and, and do, you, do you know if uh, uh, because when Secretary Ashcroft was on with us, he he was pointing out some of the concerns with the Eric machines. Uh, but to your point, if you're going to replace something, you should have something in you know ready to go to. If you're going to take something out, you should have something ready to go to replace it. Do we do we know if there is a plan in place? Do we know if there is going to be um, uh, something that uh, that takes the place of these Eric machines, or has that still not been resolved yet? Well, Eric, you know, when, when they at the time of the audit, that was the question that was being asked: mm-hmm. What what have you guys done to replace the information you were getting from Eric? 
And at that time during the audit, they, they didn't have an answer. I mean, they, they didn't have anything to replace it. So they were basically going back to what they were doing before, which was, you know, trying to use uh, self-reporting of, of deaths and things like that to remove people from the rolls, which is not as effective as getting that information from, you know, the Social Security Administration that Eric was able to receive because they had passed certain cybersecurity tests and things like that. Yeah. So, um, so that, that, then that's, if they had replaced that information, then this wouldn't have been a finding and, you know, that we wouldn't even be having this conversation. So you mentioned cybersecurity and that's kind of the other half of the, of the audit that was kind of a contentious point. Um, uh, uh, something about a, uh, uh, a cybersecurity review that was supposed to be released by the secretary's office. And, and there's been back and forth, you know, I don't know how, how deeply you want to get in the weeds. I'm happy for you to do as much as you want, but, um, but that, that issue, I think cybersecurity in general is something that people are terrified about going forward mm-hmm. in the future with all this AI technology developing so quickly. Um, Keeping an eye on everything, every every government office, everything that touches the the public and can uh, you know impact people, uh, you know that that we need to. Cybersecurity has probably never been more important than uh, than ever than that it is now. Um, but how does that? How do how do you? And I'm not saying that that's the auditor's job, but it's like we got to figure out whose job is it. Is you know, it, yeah. like it's a this is a this is a uh, something that we've got to get our 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 arms around pretty quickly, or it could you know it could definitely go go bad. There's good things you can do sure. with this new technology, but there's also bad actors can do bad things. So just overall, the cybersecurity issue. What 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 are your thoughts on that, and where and what direction are we heading in? Sure. So, I mean, I agree with you. Cybersecurity is a huge issue, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of arms to that topic. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. in terms of like you know phishing attempts and things like that. But then there's obviously data security, and you know the the in the context of the audit report, it is related to a statute that was or a bill that passed in 2022, which, to his credit, Jay Ashcroft was was part of getting passed. And and you know, I think I think that this whole thing got. Uh, spun up much more than it really needed to, frankly. I mean, you know, I, I think he's done a, a pretty good job as Secretary of State. Get, things getting and, overblown in politics? Have you ever heard of that before? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my, goal, my goal when we put this report out was, to, you know, we're, I'm doing my job, you know, and, and we're, I'm the state auditor. And when you have, as a party, extreme electoral success and you take all the statewide offices, that means one of those offices is the state auditor. And that person's job is, is to go and audit the, the other offices. And so you're going to have findings. I mean, you can't, we can't just pretend like, you know, nothing's happening, you know, otherwise I wouldn't be doing my job. But, but the, the cybersecurity answer is, um, it is important. And in this case, I mean, the, the local election authorities, and I think election security and cybersecurity around our elections is, is one of the most important, uh, parts of cyber, the cybersecurity conversation, if not the most important. Uh, other than maybe like the financial system or something, right? And and I would put that way up there with it. But um, the the election authorities are required to submit themselves to a, a review, a cybersecurity review, by the Secretary of State or by a third party who specializes in cybersecurity reviews every two years. And so the audit was essentially just trying to look at the progress of that. It passed in 2022. The audit work was happening last year. And so it was basically looking at what progress has been made on implementing this law 
and requested information. And that that's that's where the finding came from. Is essentially they, they refused to provide that information, and you know, so we were in a position of having to say, look, the the Secretary of State's office wouldn't provide this information, therefore we weren't able to complete the audit work uh, that we you know that was part of our objectives to determine. You know it, how many of these reviews have taken place, what the results of it were, and what the progress is, has been on these cybersecurity reviews, and that that was essentially the finding. And yeah, they didn't like that one very much either. Yeah, well, that's that that is that that's great insight, and it, yeah. it's a good look into you know how this issue uh, came to be in the headlines. And we really appreciate you uh, coming on today and explaining that with us. That is Missouri State Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick, uh, Mr. Auditor. We will let you go so you can uh, go put your name on the list for those new parking spots before somebody <laughs> else takes them. And, <laughs> and we hope that's that great. we can get you back on again uh, very very soon. If people uh, in in the meantime, if people want to keep up with you and the things that you and your office are working on, um, website, social media address, what's the way that uh, the the people yeah. of Missouri can keep up with your office? Sure. Uh, Auditor.mo.gov is our website where you can find all these uh, interesting reports. And uh, you can think our Twitter is at Auditor Fitz or at Auditor underscore Fitz. I need to get better at remembering that. Mine <laughs> is Patrick Mo, and then just type my name scott fitzpatrick in yeah facebook i'm sure you'll find me there you go missouri state auditor scott fitzpatrick thanks so much for your time this afternoon sir have a great weekend thanks thank you yeah good stuff there good insight there good insight yeah i didn't know he lost a parking spot too yeah this is everybody's losing their parking spots been going on for quite some time (laughs) so uh i want to kind of uh i want to look back i want to have a few last comments on uh the week that was going to recap the week look forward to expect uh what we can expect going in to next week and of course as always send you off into your weekend hopefully with a smile on your face with a little fright Friday fun time. We'll do all that next here on Colombo and Katie on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Little Perry Woods music there for you. If you like the sound of that, don't forget tomorrow night, Westport Playhouse inside Westport Plaza. Perry Woods, part of Katie and I's band, Tony Colombo and the North County Sound Machine. We are playing a show tomorrow night with our buddy Mark Close from KC95 and his band, Closest Quarters, and our friend Lenny Mink. And the show starts at 6.30 tomorrow night at Westport Playhouse. Still tickets available at westportplay.com. Uh, you will b- probably be able to walk up tomorrow and, and get your tickets. But if you buy your tickets uh, online now, you can pick your seat and make sure that you get in and make sure that you uh, get the best seat possible. So uh, I recommend that you get your tickets ahead of time. But if you are finding yourself just looking for something to do tomorrow night, come on out. Westport come on Playhouse. Bye. It is going to be an awesome night of fun music. We were talking about our band practice last night a little earlier. Um, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. This is my first time at the Playhouse. Yeah? This really? is my first time li- oh, really? ever. Really? Ever. Oh, it's an at awesome. At that location. It is an awesome I'm theater. I'm so excited. Well, it's just historic. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then once and it's only been opened back up, Lenny's yeah. team just opened it back up about a year ago. ago? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I'm just so stoked. I cannot wait. I love Westport so mm-hmm. much. I'm mm-hmm. so happy we're here. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. There's going to be uh, between all three bands, you know, music from uh, all decades. A lot of just sing along, rock and roll, mm-hmm. party music. It's just gonna be a great time, and we hope you can join us. All of the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds of the show go to Thrive St. Louis. So it's all for a great cause. It's going to be a great time, and we hope to see you out there. So uh, can't wait to see everybody tomorrow night. We'll definitely have time. We'll be hanging out. Oh, yeah. You know, talking, taking Katie pictures. Will be at the bar all I will. Night. She'll oh, be at the yeah. bar all shut, night. Shut, so if shut. you're just looking for, yeah, if you just want to hang out, just go to the bar. She'll be there. Uh, and then until I have to, so I'm yelling at her to come <laughs> sing. Drag me on the stage. <laughs> Your turn. Hey, St. Louis. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Right. I'm just kidding. So totally. come out, come out and join us. It's going to be uh, an absolute blast. Hope to see everybody out there tomorrow night at Westport Playhouse. And big thank you to Weber Chevrolet and Gutter Pros, our sponsors. Without them, we are not able to do this for Thrive St. Louis. So big, a lot of love to Weber Chevrolet mm-hmm. and the Gutter Pros. Um, I got some funny stories here, but just looking back at this week to mm-hmm. kind of put a bow on this uh, contentious week in Missouri politics, as we go into the weekend and then start another week, do you feel optimistic or pessimistic? Oh, totally pessimistic. Yeah, I completely I agree. I think it's only gotten worse as the week has gone on. I don't think it like on Tuesday when this happened, I don't think that it was like Tuesday and then Wednesday there was like some resolve. It feels mm-hmm. like the longer mm-hmm. this tension goes on, the more we see the infighting, the more we see the Twitter battle. And I think this weekend it's just going to get 10 times yeah. more aggressive. Yeah, yeah. today was a quiet day, but it's because they're, they, they're not in session on Friday. Right. So uh, it's not like they it's not like it's a quiet day because things got resolved. No, it's they all went home. (laughs) And when they get back on Monday or as they as they is this all, you know, simmers and sinks in over the weekend. You know, people are going to have a lot of uh, emotions when when next week starts. And we are all over this. Of course, Tim Jones who is the state director for the Missouri Freedom Caucus, uh, is every afternoon at 4 o'clock, right after Katie and I here on News Talk STL, tomorrow morning, Saturday morning on the Randy Tobler Show, um, he has Senator Cindy O'Loughlin on, Mm -hmm. followed by Senator Nick Schroer. Uh, It's at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, so that is Can't Miss Radio. Gotta listen to it. Uh, I think... I th- I think that um, S- Senator O'Loughlin may be coming on Tim and Chris's show next week. We're going to talk to Justin Sparks on our show again next week, member of the Missouri Freedom Caucus. So we will be all over this for you. Yes. And we'll keep you uh, posted every step of the way as this as this unfolds there in Jeff City. Uh, all right. I want to dive into a little Friday fun time here to wrap up the week. Uh, I-, I had this story. I held on to this story for a couple of days because I was hoping Gabe was going to be here today. He's usually with us on Fridays, Gabe Pfeiffer from The Morning Show, who is in his spare time. You know, he's a morning show uh, host, but in his spare time, he's a rocket scientist. Mm -hmm. And so he knows a lot about space. Mm -hmm. And this week, 
the Japanese lunar spacecraft that was sent up to run tests, do some exploration on the moon. It it went up and it did indeed land on the moon, but it landed on its roof. It's it's sitting on the moon upside down. Upside down. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> fail epic fail so it's not an epic fail because they said it can still do everything it needs to do gotcha but the pictures are hilarious because it it, once it lands it lets these probes out and start moving around so the probes were able to drive away and then take pictures of it oh my and here's this big here's I'm so embarrassed. Space shuttle, spacecraft. It just sitting upside down on the moon. When you say something like that, it makes me. It makes me think of cow tipping. Like (laughs) just like the cow, just like. (laughs) Could you imagine being the guy in the Japanese mission control that's like? I got good news and bad news. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want to hear first? What kind of person are you? The good news is. We landed it on the moon. The <laughs> bad long, news is... As long as it can still do its job, down. I guess it's not that bad. But it does, it makes me laugh thinking about the little things just like dispersing. <laughs> and then like they look back at like their commander and the commander's just like, beep, beep. Those are the pictures. Yeah. God, that's great. Yeah, hilarious. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure Gabe would have some technical breakdown about how that happens. And oh yeah, why? How, why it's going to be okay, and how that ended up happening. But uh, the bottom dumb line folk is, are just thinking bottom about line is they landed a spaceship on the moon, but they landed it upside down. Uh, a couple of TikTok viral challenges. Well, I guess one's a challenge. One's more of just a dumb thing. One is okay. So I got two of them for you here. You want the one that's going to make you mad, or do you want the one that's going to make you roll your eyes first? I think we do mad and then roll eyes. All right. So the mad one is going to, this one's going to get somebody killed. It's a new TikTok challenge and uh, police and social media platforms that have been covering this. It's, it's basically like the ding dong ditch on steroids. You wait until the middle of the night and instead of just ringing somebody's doorbell, you aggressively beat on the door like you're kicking it down. Oh my gosh. To wake people up and then you run. There there have been many, many stupid challenges. Tide Pod challenge, you know, drinking liquid. It's called the door knock challenge. But it's there's videos of it all over social media and it's like this might be the worst challenge yet. This this seriously might be the worst challenge yet, because not only are you damaging yourself potentially, but you're damaging somebody else. The danger that this could play. I'm thinking about it for me. Yeah. If Sam, yeah. if someone came in the middle of the night at one o'clock in the morning, this is Patrick House shot. knocking aggressively. You go learn today. I don't care who's on the other side of that door. Something's going to something's going to happen mm-hmm. because I have a baby in the household and ain't nobody coming in to get my baby. You know what is still just shocking to me, and it shouldn't be anymore because it, we're so used to it. I mean, we see it's amazing to me that people not only do this, but they post it for everybody to see. Dumb. Like there, it's 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 something that at least some group of people are propping them up for doing or plotting them for doing it because they put it out there and brag about it. I mean, we've seen criminals, you know, like rob a store and then go on Facebook Live and yeah. show all the stuff they stole and then the police are just knocking at their door the next day. But like, the, like this is 
this is you're showing everybody, and that that's the point. The whole point is to make it sound like somebody's breaking in and make it Why sound like something is happening. So yeah, you're it's not only dangerous and dumb, but it's something that people are posting to like they're not even hiding the fact that they're doing it or who they are. They're what do celebrating they think it. is going to happen on the other side of that? Like what in their minds? I mean, I'm sure it's 18 year olds, 17 year olds, whatever the case may be. But what are they thinking happens on the other side of that door? Yeah. Like well, they so, want what they want. They're trying to scare somebody, make them come running down the steps. And the idea is that they'll be gone, you know, like across the street. And or, think about that, too. If you're the person opening the door and you see somebody running off your lawn, you're not going to be like, right. hey, Jeremy, right. you, how are you? It's going to be. Probably shots well, fired. If somebody's, if it sounds like somebody's kicking your door in at three o'clock in the morning, what is the very first thing that many people are going to do? Shoot, grab their gun. So yeah, and anytime somebody's got their gun in their hand, yeah. this is a it, we've we've gone to a gone level far. that we don't need to be at. This is what the, for, a, I, for a social media prank. This is the most dangerous prank. Uh, this one's not as dangerous, but it is uh, maybe just as dumb. New TikTok trend: people are eating. Deep fried, take a guess, take take a thousand guesses. Something, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this. Never mind. <laughs> I won't say it on air. It's not anything that you can't say brain. on air. So. Someone's brain. Toothpicks. Oh. What? <laughs> I thought it was going to be like cow brain. Yeah, well, that would make more sense than toothpicks. Eating toothpicks. S- deep fried toothpicks. What? Health officials say they just had to put out a statement telling people to stop participating in this TikTok trend. <laughs> the report says, quote, this is not a product to eat. Yeah, no kidding. Doesn't it's it say it on the label, like the box of toothpicks? It's probably like, hey, don't eat. They, yeah, you would think. So apparently there are some toothpicks made, especially like over in South Korea. That are made that are, they're not always made out of wood, but that doesn't make it any better. And people are deep frying their toothpicks. Then some people are putting like seasoning on the toothpick. Why? Like powdered cheese. Ew. And eating their toothpicks. Powdered cheese on the tooth. Deep fried. Don't they know about corn dogs? Can't you eat a corn dog? Deep fry the corn dog. It's got the stick on it. Don't they know about cookies? Don't they know about a corn dog? I just don't. Don't you know about a chicken nugget? I mean. Are they on a diet? That's the only thing that I can rationalize. They're like, I'm starving, but this is this is part of the, like, this is what I'm doing. This is my calories for the day. I can eat this toothpick and then I have it's to It's tough. To, it's tough. If you If you spend much time looking at viral trends viral challenges what is popular on social media platforms like tiktok it's hard to have uh a good outlook on the future this is why i don't have it that kind of stuff is just i I, it's ridiculous i can't get a tiktok because of it i think that's probably the smart idea another smart idea is to buy tickets to see katie and i and our band tomorrow night out at westport playhouse in westport plaza we're playing with our buddy Mark Close and Lenny Mank. Show starts at 6.30 tomorrow night at Westport Playhouse, westportplay.com to get information and to get your tickets now. 
100% of the proceeds go to Thrive St. Louis thanks to our sponsors, Weber Chevrolet and Gutter Pros. And I promise it is going to be a party. It's going to be a great time and it's all for a great cause. So we hope to see you out there tomorrow night at Westport Playhouse. Columbo and Katie back on Monday at 2 o'clock. In the meantime, keep it here for the O'Reilly Report next, followed by the Tim Jones and Chris Harp Show at 4, then Larry Connors USA at 6. Thank you so much for listening to us and supporting us at 1019 and 941 News Talk STL.